leadership, potentially a shapeless concept. Government, perceived as overwhelmingly large. Put the two together, government leadership, and you could distill it down to big and cold. Interested instead in a space where government leadership might be personal and warm? Maybe that would look like a one-on-one conversation with those we choose to speak for us in our own neighborhoods. We see them walking their dogs, shopping in our grocery stores, talking with neighbors in a coffee shop, cheering from the Little League sidelines, witnessing community tragedy, solving problems, and generating opportunities. From Studio 67, I'm Ginger Delegall, and this is Pack and Chat, 670 seconds with Florida's local leaders. Welcome to the second season of Pack and Chat, brought to you by Studio 67. This season features a bundle of interviews with the past presidents of the Florida Association of Counties who are still in county office. They're a seasoned bunch of local and state leaders with a unique perspective on county officials and on Florida in general. We are excited to bring these conversations to you. Joining me in the studio today is Commissioner Chris Constance from Charlotte County a medium-sized county on the southwest Gulf Coast of the state. Commissioner Constance is a multi-term county commissioner, past president of this association in leadership at the national level, serves on many regional councils and boards, and in his day job, he's a certified, board-certified plastic surgeon. Welcome, Commissioner Constance, to the studio. How are you doing this morning? Ah, good. Great, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's great to hear from you. So can you kick us off today just by telling us about Charlotte County? Well, uh, we just found out with the 2020 census that we have about 186,000 people. We're on the southwest coast of Florida, just south of Sarasota, north of Fort Myers. Um, we have one municipality in the city of Punta Gorda, which is uh, we've got our five city council people there. And the rest of the county is is overseen by the five commissioners. Um, it's it's really wonderful. We have a beach area in Englewood Beach, um, and Englewood is kind of a split community between Charlotte County and Sarasota County. Uh, but we love it. Uh, it's it's a place I came down to um, a little over twenty seven years ago and uh, fell in love with it. Opened my practice and um, really have not looked back. It's just a little slice of heaven. So what brought you to Florida? Well, uh, I was looking for a job. I had finished my training at Penn State um, in plastic surgery and had always uh, envisioned living in Florida. I had relatives uh, in Hollywood and in Newport Ritchie and kind of decided that I liked the the West Coast better um, and just started looking from Newport Ritchie down to Naples and found an opportunity in Punta Gorda and Charlotte County and was just very lucky to be able to open a solo practice and um, had had really good success. Uh, and 10 years in, we got hit with Charlie, which was a pretty ferocious little hurricane, destroyed my office. Um, you know, it was kind of a one of those moments where you, you try to decide what am I, what am I going to do with my life? Do I stay here and rebuild? Do I move someplace else? So it became one of those, um, situations where I had to make a decision and, um, realize that I, I really loved the community that I was in and I was more interested in, um, you know, staying
staying and rebuilding and servicing the community than, you know, just jumping to another location and, and, and you know, making it easier on myself. And as it turned out, again, 10 years, 15 years in, started to realize that, you know, I really wanted to do more in the community than just be a practicing physician. I mean, I was helping lots of people one-on-one, but saw that there were issues locally that needed to be addressed. Um, and so initially got involved because I thought I wanted to go to Tallahassee and ran for state representative in 2008. I was not successful, but I learned a tremendous amount. I made a lot of friends, including the opponent who defeated me, became a very good friend of mine. And I was encouraged to run for county commission when a seat opened up in 2010. And so ran for office, got elected, had a challenge in 2014 that was successful, no challenge in 2018. I'm challenged again this year for next year. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's an ongoing journey, but, um, at the end of the day, you know, there's tremendous, um, I feel tremendous ownership, uh, for the fact that we have such a great community. And I got to say this, you know, I, I collaborate extremely well. I think all of us do our, our five commissioners work very well together. And, you know, I think that keeps me, it's one of the big reasons it kind of keeps me in office. You know, we accomplish a lot together. Um, you learn very quickly. It's not a one man show or a one woman show. You have to work and collaborate with your other um, leaders in, in the local community. And, you know, you're, you're at that level, that local level working together on local issues. You're at that local level working together to, um, I don't want to say fight, correct, uh, deal with state issues and then deal with federal issues because there's a lot of things that get done at much higher levels of government. They don't have the perspective that we do. They don't understand that local government is where the rubber hits the road. And, and I'm going to be full of cliches today, but it's really true. We get the projects done. And when you show an excellent track record, uh, the people at the state and sometimes even at the federal level realize, hey, this money down here is really well spent. Let's make sure that we we work with these folks because they seem to know what they're doing. So you've got to make sure that you, you show those groups um, you know, how well you're working together and uh, make sure that they know that you, know, you can be trusted with future funds. Well, and I would say that um, you know, in those stories that you have just shared with us, there are a lot of common themes to your peers, meaning locally elected officials around the state. I would say certainly that natural disasters, I and mean, you mentioned Hurricane Charlie, um, is probably a touchstone for many of your peers around the state as locally elected leaders. Um, I know you've also been heavily involved during the Deepwater Horizon oil spill off of the Gulf Coast and the aftermath um, and work that has been done at the federal, state and local and regional level um, with respect to that. So I know natural disasters, man-made disasters for Floridians in particular can be really turning moments in their life. And then two other things that you mentioned that I think you also share with your peers across the state is this desire of wanting to help people. I would certainly say that as a physician and as a local leader, that those two things for you 
clearly are front and center. I, I, it seems pretty obvious to me that to be a physician where you're absolutely caring for people, um, yes, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, as, as you've mentioned, but day-to-day, and then even taking that to a little bit of a, a larger stage and helping not only one-on-one, -on -one, but, but your community, the entire community with policies that you're able to set um, and decisions that you're able to make at the county commission. And then this idea of drawing on collaboration and teamwork. Um, you know, I, I just just my sharing, I things are never as much fun, particularly at work or frankly, even in personal life as they are when you accomplish something with a team. Yes, there's great personal satisfaction and a personal, truly personal achievement. But there is nothing like the fun of teamwork. And so I think those three things, Commissioner, that you've already identified are certainly themes that your fellow county commissioners around the state are are going to be able to to not only agree with you on but completely understand on an intuitive level so things have been challenging for you all as county commissioners over time number one but certainly in the last 18 to 24 months um, as this entire country and obviously our state has faced the public health crisis of covid and so how has that experience been for you as a leader in dealing with the incredibly complex decisions that you all have had to make at the county commission level? Well, you know, I'll tell you, um, a lot of it has to do with my medical training, the fact that I know how to read scientific papers, the fact that I need to see the medical evidence, and I understand the difference between anecdotal stories and research. The problem is that this has been sort of living in the test tube, and we've really had not had enough time to get to the data to really understand, you know, truly the, um, you know, when dealing with vaccines and, and masks and all the other stuff. But what I, I really lead with is the truth. So I really let the truth and the science lead my decision making. And I've been at odds with my fellow commissioners on lots of issues. Um, I think what it comes down to is you, you, you bring your A game, you bring your evidence, you, you know, I brought, I brought infectious disease physicians, uh, specialists down to the chambers to talk, to explain what was going on during some of our surges. And, um, you know, you do the best you can, uh, but I think at the end of the day, you can't, part of this is not taking it personally. You know, I mean, all of the, the other four commissioners are colleagues, we're professionals. Um, we get along, you know, socially. Uh, and I, we, I don't think any of us lets the business of, of governing get in the way of that relationship, which is critically important. Um, but during this time, I think what I needed to do was, you know, again, bring my best game to the to chambers and do the best that I could. And then when I was not doing that and I was not doing uh, medicine, which was challenging also, I needed to take the time to take care of myself. And I, I made a point of making sure that I was eating right, um, you know, lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. And, and I also was basically swimming every day. I, I had to do something physical 
to keep my body in shape, to keep my mind clear and to, you know, just have that time to disconnect and recharge both my physical and my mental battery to get back to the next day. And, you know, and I think honestly, if I, if I think about it, you know, I was at a point in my medical career, um, 11 years ago when I got into office where I needed a challenge, you know, I had pretty much figured out how to be an excellent plastic surgeon. And, and, you know, I, I will say I still am to this day, but, um, I needed something else in my life to challenge me. And I looked at our community and I said, you know, I want to help. I want to help out. And uh, one of your predecessors uh, coined a term or, you know, brought it forward uh, when he was there, Chris Holly, servant leader. And that has really stuck with me. I look around the room and I, I look at my colleagues and not just in our chambers, but when I come to the Florida Association meetings or even the meetings of the National Association of Counties, these are all servant leaders. These people have other jobs most of the time, but they take time out of their professional careers and their entrepreneurial um, endeavors to help to make sure that their local government is solid, that things are moving in the right direction, that we're not getting shorted by the state or federal government, that we that we communicate appropriately to those bodies to explain, hey, you've done this right or you got this wrong and let us help you help us. Let's all help each other. And I think that's got to be the approach, not, hey, you did this wrong and you don't know what you're doing. It's, hey, you probably aren't aware. So let us help educate you as to the unintended consequences of that piece of legislation or the fact that the funding you've 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 squeezed it down into such a, a tight corner that we can't use it for what we really need it for. And let's explain to you how we can use it better. And hopefully you'll see the light with us. But that, that servant leader uh, part of it is, is so critically important. Um, I was just at a leadership conference with the national association of counties. And one of the things that really struck me, and I, I spoke to a lot of other commissioners and they agreed with me, when we go to these big conferences and we get these expensive speakers or we go to the federal uh, conferences and we get these uh, uh, regulatory heads to come and speak to us, we really don't communicate a lot of information. It's usually very political. Honestly, it's a waste of time. I would rather sit in the room with the other 50 or 100 commissioners and just talk about What's your experience? What have your solutions been? How have you dealt with these problems? Those are the smartest people in the room. And those are the ones that are more willing to give a true answer and speak the truth. And we can help guide each other to a, a, you know, a better solution for these problems. And that's something that I'm really going to push for nationally, but also uh, with you, Ginger. We just haven't had a chance to talk about it. But I really think there are so many smart people in the room Let's just talk with each other. Well, I think that is an incredibly powerful observation that the wisdom in the room from those that are elected by those who know them best, meaning they're, you know, they're citizens, they're neighbors. It's about neighbors and neighborhoods and the wisdom of that um, and seeing what you all see and dealing with the issues that you all deal with is um, I think that's a powerful observation. And, you know, the other thing, Commissioner Constance, I was just sort of jotting down a couple of notes as you're talking, but 
you know, really what you've laid out in, you know, your sharing on the show this morning is really sort of a an approach that helps support your mind, body and spirit. And so as you approach COVID from your scientific background and with the scientific method and examining the data and the facts and but understanding in, in your words that, you know, you all have been making decisions while you're in the test tube, you're still in the Petri dish. And so one right. of the components of hindsight, the is, right, is ongoing. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. how, the experiment, the experiment is ongoing and, and you really don't have the perspective to be standing outside watching it. You're in it. But having those other components that you've identified, so taking care of your physical self also just by your nutrition and and you and I have both ordered food together multiple times. I know you you walk the talk on that and taking care yeah. of your physical self so that you are just from a machine capable and and ready to make these decisions. And then, I mean, I would put in the spirit side, I don't mean this in a woo-woo way, but but back to this theme of a desire to help people and to promote team and collaboration and seeking wisdom in the room from your peers. I, I would put that all in a spirit bucket, if you will. Um, and so I think what you've frankly laid out for all of your friends around the state this morning is, is sort of textbook mind, body and spirit um, and how you bring those together to be successful people and successful local leaders. Um, so it's been a wonderful conversation. Well, thank you. I, I appreciated the time and, and the opportunity to, to share. And, uh, you know, it's for anybody out there listening that's, that's not in it, you know, get involved in your community, whether it's a, a municipal services benefits unit board or a, a, a water board or just something in your community. Uh, but, but start getting involved because uh, I will tell you, you get back more than you give. You really do. And that's the secret to all of this is that once you get involved, I mean, I have colleagues all the time and the doctors are saying to me, why are you doing this? Why are you wasting your time? It's not a waste of time. Somebody needs to, to step up and be responsible and help. And there are wonderful relationships that you get out of this. And, and the amount of knowledge that I've learned about so many different things in our community and in, and in just life in general you know, it's just been so educational, and I think it's just all about perspective. So if you if you take the right tack, you're just going to have a great time helping everybody else. And again, when I'm in chambers, I never lecture. I, talk, I ask a lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions, and I hope that that piques my fellow commissioners to ask questions. That's what this is all about. Well, I think that is a great challenge for your friends around the state. So we look forward to another Pack and Chat episode next week. Commissioner Constance, we greatly appreciate your time this morning. We will talk with you soon.